disruptive technologies like artificial intelligence, cloud, and machine learning, these are truly exciting times for the field of science and technology. Yet, conversations about including more women in tech and STEM fields are made in hushed tones. While things might be changing slowly but surely, the need for women to join the workforce is now more than ever. Amazon Web Services recently released a report that notes that the number of workers applying digital skills in APAC countries will increase by over fivefold to 819 million workers in 2025 to keep up with the technological changes. To achieve this level of skilling in the APAC region, that is Singapore, Australia, India, Indonesia, Japan, and South Korea, 5.7 billion digital skill training will be required. This is where women should step forward and bring in their talents to this male-dominated industry. Hello listeners, I'm Apoorva from Analytics Insight and to shed light on this topic, I'm in conversation with Anna Green, Head of ISV and DNB segment, Asia, Pacific and Japan at Amazon Web Services. Hi Anna, welcome to the podcast. Hi Apoorva, thank you so much for having me. So let's quickly begin the podcast with you telling us a brief overview of your background in the company and you know what are your contributions to the role of your company sure look uh i am the head of the isv and dnb segment across asia pacific and japan here at aws um, and the the role itself has been in uh it in uh, creation since 2019 and that's as a result of the fact that we as an organization has really thought differently about our customers as you may have heard AWS is a customer obsessed organization and as we build our businesses we try to think about how we can help our customers in their journey wherever they are in the world and what we realized is that we needed a segment that was built at an Asia Pacific level that really helped our ISV and DNB customers to build and grow their their services and their products not just in their own region but across asia pacific japan and indeed across the world so that's what i've been doing for the last 18 months and it's been a fantastic journey um, but prior to that apuva my role was that i was the ceo of anz bank in the philippines and then before that in laos and then prior to that i was the chief risk officer uh, at ANZ in Laos and then prior to that I was a lawyer um, working both in banking and in and corporate law so I've had quite a few pivots in my career um, and I'm really excited to be here working at AWS now in what I believe to be the most exciting um, and um, certainly the, the business that provides customers the most opportunity to grow in the future. So from your past stint as a lawyer to your, you know, your, your, your past role as a banking profession, how, you know, how did you end up at a tech role at AWS and how was your past experience or, you know, the lessons that shaped your journey as a successful leader in AWS as of now? Okay, so I'll answer the first part of that question, which is how did I end up moving into technology? I've always viewed uh, my career as a learning journey, Apuva. Um, I have uh, what you would call one of our leadership principles here at AWS, which is um, one of the things that I really care about is learning and being curious. So. 
Um, even though I was a lawyer at the beginning of my career, I was always open to opportunities to learn more about different parts of the business, which then led me into um, opportunities to manage the risk of our businesses. Um, and then through managing the risk of the business, I learned how to run the front part of the business and, and that works from a banking perspective. Um, and then what I, I learned and was curious about was that the way that my customers were engaging with their own business models whilst I was running a bank. Um, and I could see that the future for all customers in all industries was that they would be facing into different business models which were driven primarily by digital business models. Um, and for me, the opportunity to come and work here at Ada and learn with those customers and help them on that journey to build and grow their businesses on the cloud was just such a great opportunity. And, and that's the reason why I moved as I did in my career, really just to continue to learn and be curious in my life. Um, and in terms of leaders who have inspired me on that journey, uh, mm -hmm. well, there's many. But what I would say is that really just started very early on with, um, you know, female leaders in my life. Someone just as simple as being inspired by my mother. So my mother ran um, a business. She ran her own business while raising two children. Uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners can uh, relate to that. Women these days are doing more than one thing. Um, and not only did she... Not only did she do that, but she was very inspirational in the way in which she thought about learning herself. So even just last year, she finished a, a doctorate in um, fine art. So my mother was a really amazing role model for me and really made me think differently about taking opportunities to learn. And certainly that's what I've done in my career. As you said, learning and being curious was always a part of your core. And from my perspective, tech field is all about learning and unlearning to keep up with new developments that happen throughout all the domains of technology, right? So in that sense, can you tell us, you know, what were your primal challenges during the initial phase of your journey from when you were shifting from, you know, a banking profession to technology? What were your primal challenges that, you know, made you stop and wonder if you you know, if you can do this and if what you thought of doing was like the right leap of faith. Yeah, and those type of choices um, have occurred to me throughout the course of my career, Apuva. So when I first started as a lawyer, um, I could have chosen to to be a lawyer and do that profession, as I said, and, and um, you know, really commit myself to drafting documents and dealing with customers. But internally, the challenge was, am I really finding this interesting? Is this really my passion? Is this really where I want to build and grow? And whilst it was really important for me to go deep as a lawyer and develop those technical skills, so I did stay being a lawyer for the first seven years of my career um, and developed those deep technical skills. But once I had developed those, there was something inside me that really was driven to learn more, particularly about international business, uh, because I had grown up in a, in a family that were migrants by, by um, definition. They were first generations Australians. My mother came from Dutch South African and um, uh, Swiss German parents and my father was from British, Scottish and Welsh parents. So that was always a part of my background. So the idea of me staying and doing one thing and not being curious about what was happening in the rest of the world really was not an option for me. I was always driven to learn more. And so the challenge, of course, is when you're thinking to move into another 
technical um, field, you really need to back yourself to be able to learn those things on the job. So as a lawyer, you, you develop skills around um, customer management, around drafting, around you know communicating well, both uh, written and oral. Um, and there was project management skills as well. So I was able to feel that I had done enough of that type of, of work to be able to move into a different and complementary industry and apply those in a different way and with a different lens. So that's the way that I, I approach my, my challenges, which were, am I bringing the right technical skill set to bear? And to be honest with you, Apurva, a lot of it is about feeling like you can back yourself to move into a different role and trust that you are capable of learning it and, and you have those skill sets that will allow you to learn it as you build and grow. And as I said, that's that's my learn and be curious leadership principle, which has led me here to AWS. I absolutely agree with you when what you said was that, you know, it's your curiosity that drove you to follow, you know, what you actually wanted to do. And that's how you made the leap of faith from a non-technical background to a technical profession. And I'm sure that came with its own roadblocks from an organization's point of view also. Um, can you tell me how can businesses remove barriers for women who want to enter the tech industry? Like women are so underrepresented in the STEM field itself that even if the change is happening right now, the pace I feel is quite slow compared to how it should be in 2021. Yes, I agree with you. There is so much more that we can do. But what I'm really happy about here at AWS is that I see that we are starting to build and grow these mechanisms across various different lenses. So to your question, how can we really remove barriers and affect change? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the answer would be that we need to do it in an intentional way. So one thing I know for sure as a banker is what gets gets measured gets done. So there is value in implementing structural policy change in organizations to ensure that we are addressing our own biases in the way in which we are uh, building out our workforce. So simple things like um, ensuring that we have a maternity and a paternity leave policy that supports our, our teams and our customers, I'm uh, sorry, it supports our teams to support our customers, uh, flexible work policies, all of these type of things which become mandated in the organization, then become something that everybody accepts um, and allow uh, women in the workforce to, to think differently about the types of jobs that they can do. So that structural policy piece is very important. What I would also say is that visible leadership is very important because of course you can't see what you can't be. So it's fine to say we would like to see some senior leaders, but you know, we, we who are women, but perhaps we don't have any in our pipeline. It's very important to for organizations simply to take the leap of faith um, and 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 in a lot of instances you're not taking a leap of faith because the women that you're employing are indeed very skilled and capable of doing the jobs it's just a, a matter of existing management thinking differently about the way in which they build and grow their own management teams so i would say visible leadership is important but also structural change is equally as important from your perspective, do you think visible leadership and the change, you know, of how the management thinks and perceives towards, you know, employing more women into the workforce, do you think that is catching a greater pace than how it was in 2020 and 2019? 
Absolutely. It really is. And I can be honest, I, 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 I'm involved in so many activities for diversity and inclusion. And we have customers who are so committed um, to making a change in this space. And, and again, Apurva, I must stress that this is not about equity and fairness, even though it is the right thing to do to ensure that both men and women have access to jobs in our communities. It's actually about um, business outcomes. So we have um, many studies that have suggested done by the World Economic Forum and BCG, many um, consultancies have produced uh, a lot of studies and statistics around the fact that having a diverse um, leadership table, having a diverse employee mix really results in better business outcomes. And it really does. It's also just common sense. If you are a customer obsessed company like we at AWS are, if you are designing products to meet your customer need, half of the customers in the world are women. So it doesn't make sense to only be building and, and growing products with only the lens of men. So for me, it, it also makes business sense. Um, and we have some amazing customers that are doing great things in this space, like AWS customers like, and in, in India, you'll be familiar with Mad Street Den. So Ashwini Asakan, she, she runs an AI company there in India, um, and she builds AI products for, for retail customers, like fashion brands like Saks Fifth Avenue and Ferragamo. And she's working with some really amazing high-level retailers building out her product. And what I love about what she's done is that half of her employees are women. And so she's not just talking about it being a good idea, she's actually implementing it in practice. So to your okay. question, absolutely we're seeing momentum and we're seeing it with the heads of companies and we're seeing it across all the way across Asia Pacific and Japan. As you said, building, you know, a diverse workforce works best to even get better ROI and to see, you know, better products that are coming out in the market that are just not made from the male point of view. So in that sense, how do you, how does the She Builds initiative by AWS pitch in to, you know, diversify tech communities in the APAC regions further? Yeah, She Builds is such a great initiative. And, um, you know, we have a, a vision of, of scaling this program, not just across uh, Asia Pacific and Japan, but across the world, because it's such a vital way to help women to build their presence in the technology community. So what She Builds is, is um, it's a, a large scale event. So we, we start with um, a, we start with face-to-face -face events. Um, we have three of them throughout the year and we ask senior female leaders from across our customers, from across our communities, across Asia, Pacific and Japan to come and talk to a Twitch audience, a live Twitch audience about the things that they're doing within, um, within uh, AWS, but also across the technology field more broadly. We have artificial intelligence specialists, um, uh, women doing amazing stuff with technology in, in many different, um, many different uh, uh, personas. And they come and they speak really openly about their experiences, not only from a technical perspective, because that's a really important thing that we need to do, which is break down a perception that women are not technical or doing technical jobs. There are many, many women doing technical jobs and SheBuilds um, always tries to speak to that audience so that we can, we can show women, young women in particular, that there's uh, amazing careers for them open in technology. But secondly, um, SheBuilds is also um, 
um, running programs of work that allow us to help with mentorship, uh, career planning, um, and then we have AWS Cloud U, which is a it's a cloud it's a community driven training program, and it's also including mentorship and and it's allowing women across technology um, to build and and grow their technology skills. And really, just to speak to some of the statistics we've seen, we had over seven thousand registrations for the She Builds Day in 2019. Um, last last week, we, we continued uh, our most recent event. And again, we've had um, over 4,000 views, around about 4,000 views on Twitch. Uh, we've had 364 people register um, on our Cloud U program, which is a Cloud University free training program. We've just had so much positive feedback from the community. So, and again, just to speak to your question, it's really only just gotten started with these programs and we've got so much more that we're going to do and build and scale around them. And we've had so much positive feedback from our customers and our communities that, you know, for me, it's it's just, it's essential that we keep building and growing these programs so that we can reach more women. That's fantastic. I mean, the numbers speak for itself, how much this is being accepted by people and how many people are coming forward to voice to themselves out. And while coming up with the She Builds initiative, why do you think mentorship and networking is such a key part to develop the next generation of female leaders? I think one thing we know for sure from, from studies that we've seen in the past, Harvard uh, a Business College and various others have looked at the way in which um, men and women uh, build out their careers. And one thing that is clear is that men have learnt to or do network and sponsor each other in a very different way to women. Um, and that's a function of many things, but fundamentally it's about um, the, the, the institutions in which uh, a lot of our business being done historically having been built and, and occupied by men. And, you know, again, that's just factual and historical. But what it means is that that's a skill set that women don't necessarily cultivate and one that they don't necessarily know how to build themselves. So there is something, I believe, to mentorship, both formal and, and informal, as we help women to think about how to build a career in technology. So um, we've built that as part of our She Builds program. So we've had 18 She Builds men mentorship registrants just in 2020, and that number is growing this year. And we're planning to scale that across uh, Asia Pacific and Japan. But what I, what is important about that is that we are actually thinking that women need help on both on mentorship, but also on sponsorship. And I try whenever I can to ensure that I'm doing both informal and formal mentoring to ensure that we're helping women, young women in particular, um, to build and grow their skills and their networks across the community. Because it can be very daunting, Apuva, when you're in an organisation that is, 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 is fundamentally dominated by, by men, to think about, well, how do I build and grow myself and do I have the right skill set? And we, we all know that women have a predisposition to to not back themselves necessarily in those conversations. So it's important to help them build their confidence and that's part of what mentorship does. Absolutely, I agree with you. It can be a little intimidating to, you know, even wonder how do you, you know, carve yourself in the industry where, you know, it's completely dominated, like not completely, like most of them is like dominated by men and 
you know it's the way forward that seems more intimidating and you know once you reach the level that you want to reach so just so our listeners are in tune with the shebills initiative can you tell us some mentorship programs available for women in tech under this initiative yeah so the shebills has a AWS Cloud U, Cloud University, uh, which is a community-driven program, and and within that there is a mentorship program, um, which uh, women can reach out for and get involved in as part of SheBuild. So this is all uh, available on our SheBuilds website, which is at AWS um, landing page, um, and indeed. There, there are many people that that can be reached out to as part of the SheBuilds program to help any woman who's interested in getting involved in the mentorship program um, to put their name down and and be, become part of the SheBuilds community. But as I said, one of the things I think is important, Apuva, is absolutely key for us to have structural mentorship programs. But I would encourage women to also try to build out informal networks. So if you see someone and you're impressed by what they do or you're interested in what they do, man or woman, reach out to them in an informal way and and ask if you can have a coffee with them. Um, and sometimes those people will be open and available to that and sometimes they won't. But uh, that is really honestly the best way to build and grow a network. Um, and it's very unlikely as part of that conversation that you would start by saying, will you be my mentor? Because that's just a strange yeah. and, and awkward conversation. But what you might do is develop a relationship with that person. And that is the way to think about building trust, earning trust, another very big part of our leadership principles here at AWS, which is earning trust. Um, and you can do that by by building relationships with people who you want to learn from and just be open and, and transparent in that conversation. And most people that I have found are willing to help. Um, and I think, again, you know, we've got great people at AWS. We're very lucky to have a community of people who are really, you know, collectively trying to help each other. But I think also in my experience, in my career, if you're genuinely asking for help in a way that is not asking someone too much of their time and you're well prepared for that discussion and then you go away and do the work afterwards, um, people are always willing to take time and help. Uh, and that's been my learning um, on my own leadership journey. Like reach out to people that you want to learn from. So from networking to bridging the skill gap to, you know, making a diverse workforce to create products that is, you know, flexible for everyone to use. How do you see the future of the industry? Like, where do you think the tech industry is headed towards? I think it's exciting times. And that's the reason that I moved into the tech industry, because what I see is yes. exponential. Yeah, exponential growth um, in all of the industries um, that that certainly in which AWS touches. Um, we have some amazing customers, as I said, who are doing a lot around diversity and inclusion. Um, here in Australia, we have uh, the Afterpay organization, which is a very large digital native business run by Lee Hatton here in Australia. And she's done some amazing work with her team, not just on building and designing a product that, that works for her customers and thinking through the lens um, of diversity in designing that, but also with her own team. So I, I was so impressed when I first dialed onto a call with them and, and saw that all of her leadership team, um, I think bar one or two, were women. 
And she said to me, I didn't think anything about that, but thank you for, for raising it. You're right. Like for her, it's just, it's natural for her to employ the smartest people in the room to, to do the best job. Um, and to me, that's really inspirational. And I think she kind of leads by example here in Australia. And I think similarly, we're seeing that kind of thinking across our customers in all of our markets in Asia Pacific and Japan. We really are seeing um, strong momentum behind thinking differently about including everyone at the table when we're thinking about how to serve our customers. Everybody's viewpoint is important. And when you represent it, you will end up with a much better business outcome for your customer. Have an inspiring story yourself, like you know, right from leaving a career in banking and migrating to the tech industry at a time when there's so much happening. And as you said, your curiosity and your will to learn has driven you to come to this industry. And you know, you're also you know hosting a lot of initiatives to mentor women and you know help them make their own you know carve help them carve their own path in the tech industry and make them less intimidated to face the male-dominated industry. So from a women leader yourself, what is your advice to emerging women leaders who are might be a part of your initiative or who are just, you know, listening to this with hopes that, you know, they just need that push to, you know, start their journey from this point? That's a lovely question because, you know, I don't often reflect on myself as someone who who has been intentional. I didn't wake up in the morning and decide that I wanted to be the CEO of a bank. Neither did I decide that I wanted to be a tech executive across Asia, Pacific and Japan. I feel very fortunate to have had those opportunities. But I also know that I worked very hard in order to make those opportunities happen. It didn't happen by chance. And so what I would say um, to, to young women and indeed we had an early careers chat as part of our AWS She Builds conversation which was probably the most interesting part of the conversation for me because it was two young women who were who were starting out on their technology journey and they were both interns at AWS and they had some really insightful things to say about how they thought about you know building a career in technology where to be frank, it is still very much a dominated, domin an industry dominated by, by men, especially in a technical context. However, it was wonderful to hear from them because they were, they were enthusiastic about the opportunity. And what I would say is my, my learning is that um, I have always been open to opportunities. I have always been curious to learn more about what's happening in the world, not just in my own backyard. And as a result of that, uh, it has brought opportunities to bear for me. And I have taken some risks as part of that. And I think women, generally speaking, feel um, feel less inclined to take risks. And so my, my advice for young women is if you are interested, or for women at any age, if you're interested in something, find an opportunity take a risk and be confident that you are someone who can do that job. You have probably already got the skill sets that you need to do that job. And if you don't, you can learn them. And the other part of that is learning those skills on the job. It's entirely possible and, and it is what all of us have to do in order to progress. So being open to learning and being curious, I would say is the first thing. And then secondly, take a risk and back yourself. Those were some very inspiring words that, that you said that, you know, women who want to enter the tech industry, but, you know, are looking for the right push should realize that they might already possess the skills that the industry is looking for. 
and even if they yeah. don't there is always a way to polish their skills get updated with the new skills that is required and just jump into the workforce and just start from the, the basic step and move forward with whatever yeah. life is going to throw it what i would say that is, is that i do yeah i i see it all the time with the women who i interview the women who are leaders and i i see it with women who come to me for professional advice they often say there's this job it's available i i'm not really sure i can do it it needs 10 skills and i have seven of them and then i see a, a male colleague who will come to me with the same exact role and say there's a job um i can definitely do it I've got 7 of the skills. I don't have 3 of them, but I can definitely do those other 3. I'll just learn them on the job. So even with that lens, you realize that women themselves are putting themselves at, at you know, they're not applying and back and being confident in their own ability to build and grow. And I really completely are empathetic to that and I understand it. So when I have women who come to me for career advice, I encourage them to look at their skills and say these are one a lot of my skills are transferable and two um even if i don't have all of the skills i'm pretty sure i can build those as long as they're not pivotal technical skills obviously which you need to be able to go deep on there are things that you can build within the job itself and so i always just try to encourage women to be more confident in the skills that they have um and and just take the risk and apply for the job what's the worst thing that can happen you don't get the job but you've had the experience of trying and it's definitely worth it so that would be again sorry to interrupt approver but to me very important message for women out there Absolutely. I mean, I completely understand that the Shebels initiative is trying to bridge that mindset, you know, that women have about, you know, them lacking in something whereas men in general are confident about, you know, we can, you know, I can manage this even if I don't have, you know, seven, you know, 3 out of 10 skills that, you know, is required. And I think yeah. that is really important, like a really important push for women to understand that you know things can be learned things can be improved on and nobody comes you know nobody is born with all the ten skills that is required a process of yes, learning absolutely. and unlearning to upgrade yourself and up keep you updated in the tech industry yes and 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 constantly learning is so important in in all of the jobs with respect to, to tech i mean everything that you speak yeah. about on your show apurva um as you know technology moves so fast so you have to be someone who who is able to say okay i don't know about this now but i'm going to go away and learn about it like if you want a successful career in technology you have to be approaching it with an agile mindset so that's where i see you know we can really help women to build and grow their confidence in being able to adapt be resilient and i mean if you think about the people who are most resilient in your world certainly a lot of those in my life have been women you know my mother constantly having to change and deal with the the changes of her children and the people around her um all of the women that i work with um having to to flex in and out of of jobs for one reason or another um women are typically very resilient so you know for me i think for them to to draw on that resilience and think differently about the opportunities in the workforce i think is really important and um would make them feel better about digging into those opportunities Absolutely you've presented some really strong points and just I want to thank you for being a strong voice in this podcast and just letting things out that you know women need to step up for themselves that is how you know they can even start themselves in the industry so thank you so much for your um, you know for your all your important points Anna it 
they have been really helpful for our listeners i'm sure and that is where i think they will draw the inspiration to start what they've been pushing back for all this while if they are doing that Uh, that is my pleasure and I am so grateful for the opportunity to have a conversation with you about this very important issue, Apuva. And as I said, here at AWS, these are things that we really care about um, and we know it's a journey and we want to start to build and grow as many women as we can to have interesting and, and exciting careers in technology. So thank you for being one of those women, Apuva, and I look forward to hearing more about you from, from your podcasts. So okay just as an ending can you let our listeners know where they can read up more about the Shebeels initiative if they want to you know find some more information or you know get a deeper perspective about what's happening Yeah so just on the AWS website um and then just if you put in uh, AWS Shebeels you'll be able to find our landing page um and indeed on LinkedIn we have a lot of things that we're doing all the time so you can follow any of the Shebeels team on uh LinkedIn and learn more about what we're doing for women in technology as part of our programs uh we have as i said um AWS Cloud University a mentorship program um and then regular events that we're running for women across Asia Pacific and Japan and then eventually globally uh with our she builds campaign so we'd love to hear from women women who want to get involved women who want to come and speak women who want to be part of a developer community women who want to just learn more about how to move with the skills that they have into a job in technology just all the women out there who are interested in technology come and join us as part of our AWS she builds initiatives we'd love to hear from you Sounds fantastic. Thank you so much Anna for joining us for this podcast. I hope to see more exciting initiatives from your end and you know may the future of the industry head right towards what you're predicting it will happen. Thank you Apriva. Thank you. Thank you.